everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Just what are the signs of the times? The signs of His return, His being Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, and soon coming King. And who is this Antichrist, slated to rise, control, deceive, and destroy all who do not bow at the altar of His very being? And what form will He take? Where will He be from? And when should we be expecting his arrival, or is he already here? Here to share this and more in part one of my two-part conversation is internationally renowned prophecy expert, speaker, teacher, and author of the best-selling Blood Moons and God's Daytimer, his latest, Decoding the Antichrist, what the Bible says and what the future holds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a high honor indeed founder and pastor of El Shaddai Ministries, Pastor Mark Biltz. Pastor Biltz, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you. I am so very glad to be here with you. Well, I'm honored to have you here, sir. First of all, congratulations on your latest great read, Decoding the Antichrist. And secondly, before we get into our conversation today, in reading about you, you've survived death several times. Can you briefly share with our listeners the impact of that, how you came to faith in Yeshua, and then let's begin to unpack your amazing must-read decoding the Antichrist. Mark Biltz, please tell us your story. Oh, you bet. Yeah, thanks. I was raised Catholic uh, for about 20 years, and then that's when I got saved, and immediately the devil tried to take me out. Uh, I had a gun at my head twice, two different times. People said they're going to blow my head off, and I'm still here. I uh, had a major car accident uh, where I wasn't buckled in, and I rolled over 100 yards three and a half times, landing upside down in the ditch. I had medical malpractice where I almost died the day before my wedding. Uh, I was also uh, in a plane mishap, and on top of that, I was almost eaten by seven lions a year and a half ago in South Africa. But the one thing that God told me was that, hey, if it's not my time, it's not going to happen. So I don't fear death anymore. I just want to get my mission accomplished that God has me to do. Amen and amen. That is a wow. So, Pastor Bills, let's get right to it. Why did you write Decoding the Antichrist, and why should the listener care? Well, I think if anyone uh, doesn't want to be deceived by the Antichrist, they're going to want to get this book. We all know the Bible says there's a great deception coming. I mean, it's going to be a great deception. Well, the devil already has deceived the rest of the world. He's coming after the believers. And if we don't want to be deceived, we need to do what I call a profile of the Antichrist. While I never state who he is or uh, who he will be, I'm not into the names, but I'm into profiling. We need to know so we won't be deceived. Amen and amen. How damaging has replacement theology been to the rise of anti-Semitism in our nation 
and around the world today, and is history just repeating itself? Can you explain? Yes, history definitely repeats itself all the time, and the Bible even says so in Ecclesiastes 1.9, that that which has happened is that which will be. There's nothing new under the sun. And the problem with replacement theology is the foundation is wrong. You may have the most beautiful house and roof, but if you're on a shaky foundation or your foundation isn't stable, the whole thing is going to fall. And that's the problem with replacement theology. We believe that God created and planted a whole new tree and put it in Rome, rather than us realizing we're grafted into a beautiful Israel tree. You refer to the book of Esther and how Laman made laws to justify lawlessness. Certainly we are there today with legalized abortion, drugs, prostitution, and everything immoral up for grabs, including the cakes we bake. Your thoughts? Most definitely. When it comes to the book of Esther, I think it's fascinating that it comes across like a book full of laws. They were very much into laws. Uh, They had to create a law that it was okay to commit genocide and kill all the Jews. They had to create a law that it's okay for civil forfeiture, and let's just take all of Vashti's estate. They had to make a law that a man can do to his pleasure and drink all he wants. So I call it legalized lawlessness, and that's exactly what's happening on the world stage today. And it's even happening here in America, where we believe that uh, infanticide almost seems to be okay, and yet building a wall on our southern border is immoral. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Pastor Mark Biltz, prophetic expert and author of his latest, Decoding the Antichrist. Pastor Biltz, the propaganda of left-wing media, deep state politics, and those elected to Congress who represent an ideology that is clearly antichrist has polarized our nation, my view, these last couple of years. That being said, what is your view of a Trump presidency, and is this the window of grace we all need for such a time as this? Your thoughts? I definitely think so. I think that God, the Bible says, he's the one who puts people in power and removes them from power. And I believe God has put President Trump in office as a window of opportunity because the government, in one sense, has placed its foot on the neck of the believers. Like you said, it's almost like you can't even decide who you want to bake a cake for. But I believe this window of opportunity needs to be taken advantage of while we have it, because who knows what will happen after a Trump presidency. Amen and amen. I'm trying to give our listeners a broad stroke of your amazing book, Decoding the Antichrist. So we're going to be jumping here and there. As a renowned teacher, on the feasts of the Bible, what they mean, how important is it then to know our Hebraic roots in properly connecting to our biblical roots? I think it's extremely vital. Uh, A couple of thoughts come to my mind, and that is 1 Thessalonians 5. Here all through the Bible we know it says that the Lord will come as a thief in the night. But when you look at the context, we see that's to the evil servants, to the foolish virgins, to the sleeping church. First Thessalonians 5 says, He will not come upon you as a thief because you know the times and seasons. And the problem is with the English language. Uh, when we think of seasons, we think of winter, spring, summer, and fall. But in uh, Genesis 1.14, when God said he created the sun and the moon for seasons, 
that's not what he was referring to. As a matter of fact, that same Hebrew word that's translated as season in uh, Leviticus 23 is translated as the word feast. Well, I think of food then, so which is correct? They both are wrong. It means appointed times. Uh, and so what God is saying, he created the sun and moon to be on the right calendar so that we know when he will intersect human history. Uh, the pagan calendar that we use is based only on the sun, the Islamic calendar only on the moon, but the biblical calendar is based on both. And so Passover had to be kept at its appointed time so that they would be doing the dress rehearsal of when Messiah was going to die. Uh, the church today is off of that calendar. As a matter of fact, some years, Easter is a month before Passover. How in the world do we celebrate the resurrection a month before he even dies? And so, for me, this replacement theology and be, being on God's calendar, we, who wants to miss the appointed time with the Lord? Amen and amen. Now, question. Are Christians missing it if they miss celebrating the feasts, spiritually speaking? Well, I think, uh, I, I look at it this way. It's not like you're required to go, but who would want to be at the dress rehearsal for the coronation of the Messiah? Who want want to be at the dress rehearsal for the wedding of the Messiah? The feast or the dress rehearsal? And so for me, God's throwing a party. He's doing a dress rehearsal for the upcoming attractions. Who wouldn't want to be there? So in one sense, I, I think we're missing out by not wanting to connect with what God is doing. And isn't this part of blessing Israel, the scripture state, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you? What do you say to the Christian out there who believes in replacement theology, one, and who is ignorant about what's in his word and what's to come? Will your book, Decoding the Antichrist, solve these issues for him? Uh, most definitely. Uh, I mean, Romans 11, uh, most believers believe we see through God darkly, we only know in part. Well, guess what? Romans 11 says the Jews were only blinded in part. And so we're both blind, Jews and Christians. We both see through a glass darkly. But I believe the first group to humble themselves and look out of the other lens gets to see the clear picture. And that's what we need to do. We need to understand that we can learn from each other. Amen and amen. You mentioned in the early part of our conversation that you were raised a Catholic for 20 years. You became a Christian. What can you share, Pastor Biltz, with our Catholic listeners who might beg to differ, saying that, well, I'm a Christian. What persuaded you to change course, and what would you say to them? Sure. Uh, I mean, I was a real strict Catholic family. I mean, I still remember the Latin of my five sis older sisters. Three went to the convent of us four boys. Three of us went through the seminary. I went to an all-male seminary high school, studying to be a priest, went to a Catholic college for a year. And then a friend of mine who was raised Catholic, a neighbor, uh, led me to the Lord, where all of a sudden uh, I realized I, uh, Catholicism doesn't save me. Uh, being born a Christian doesn't save me. What saves me is a personal relationship with the Lord. So for me, this it really deepened my walk, where it's not like I was throwing out Catholicism so much as I was entering into a, a dynamic living relationship with God. And I wanted to serve Him not out of fear of punishment, not out of hope of reward, but just because uh, I wouldn't want to break His heart. That's beautiful. Now, would you term yourself, or do you term yourself as a, quote, born-again Christian? Well, yes, kind of. 
believe it or not, a Jewish rabbi that was a good friend of mine told me, you know how I would label you? I go, what? He said, I would call you a first-century believer. In other words, you do believe in Yeshua, you believe in the Messiah, but you, at the same time, you're not following replacement theology, and you've entered into an exciting, dynamic relationship with the living God. So, yes, I'm born again, but, you know, many people misunderstand that term from John 3.3, uh, when uh, Nicodemus says, must I be born again, they don't know the Jews always believed in being born again. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Mark Biltz, pastor and founder of El Shaddai Ministries, internationally renowned prophecy expert, teacher, commentator, and best-selling author of Blood Moons, God's Daytimer, and now with his latest, Decoding the Antichrist. You could learn more about Mark Biltz's work, ministry, and mission by visiting ElShaddaiMinistries.us and DecodingTheAntichrist.com and get his book, Get Informed, and then get ready to discern the times in which you live. You will be blessed, prepared, and glad that you did. Pastor Biltz, thank you for taking precious time to share your wealth of biblical knowledge and prophetic insight and from a perspective that few may be aware. Truly, you are a watchman on the wall for such a time as this and for all of us. We look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.